0: With the holiday break officially underway, we've reached the unofficial halfway point of the 2023-2024 season. So let's break down where things stand heading into the new year. Plus, we check in with T-Birds forward Luca Hoff on how his first year in Seattle is going and why he's excited about another year representing Germany at World Juniors. It's all ahead on another episode. T-Birds fans, let's fly. You're listening to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Join us every other week for interviews with your favorite T Birds players, conversations about how the team is doing, fan stories, and more. And now, here's Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. I am Tyler. This is episode six. Here we go. Rolling into another week of Seattle Thunderbirds hockey, or should I say rolling out of another week of Seattle Thunderbirds hockey? We have hit the holiday break. T-Birds played once at home this Friday, this past Friday, played two games on the road on Saturday and Sunday, and they're officially off for the next week and a half. The entire league is going into the holiday break and we'll come out on the other side in not the mathematical halfway point of the season, but approaching the second half of all of the games. We've got a lot to talk about this episode. So thankful to have you joining us again on the podcast, wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, if you're not listening there you can go and listen there but thank you again to everyone who listens tunes in engages with us really appreciate it really excited make sure you follow along on social media i um, hope to have a lot more video content lots of other content from the podcast coming your way in the second half of the season but let's jump right in i wanted to start off with the mailbag today because we threw out a question before last last episode did an interview with T-Birds rookie Antonio Martirana. Really cool to hear him share about his first uh, couple of weeks, couple of months with the Seattle Thunderbirds and how things are going here in the first first half of the first of his first full season. But my question that I threw out there was, which rookie or new player this season are you most excited about? Got a lot of text about Antonio. Couple about uh, LoveSon. Really liked this one. I am really excited about loveson. he's already stepped up and been such a physical presence so it'll be nice to see his skills grow and his size and physicality only getting better. That's a hundred percent true but it's cool to see the rookies come in who have just those raw physical traits and how they translate over time and and just get more used to um the 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 talents and the abilities that they have and and grow into that. Thought it'd be exciting to see. Yep. Got, got, got some texts about loveson as well. I'll have another one that I want to throw out there. Spencer Micknick. uh, this past week, tough game against Vancouver, but made 36 saves on 38 shots, big pickup for the T birds in getting an overtime point. So I'm excited. Spencer's had a couple of rough games, but I'm really excited to watch him. And anytime you have a couple of really solid goaltenders, in the organization we've seen that in the past the duo of thomas millick and scott Ratzlaff, and and now scott's had a couple of big games this season but having a guy like spencer micknick who can step in um while scott's away at, at world juniors right now and and put in a solid performance like that i think it's it's really exciting to see a reminder: I didn't know this until recently. You can leave comments, or you can uh, leave comments on the Spotify episodes. But this one came in from Isaac. One good interview with Antonio. The rookie, I, the rookie I'm interested in watching is Braden Coots. I would agree with that. I got to interview Braden at the the start of the season, and Braden's somebody who a lot of expectation coming in but it's really exciting to to watch him start to to figure things out. It probably hit a little bit of a slower point here for for the stats-wise. But we'll, I'll share this a little bit later. I, I came across some stats when looking at some rookie performance from recent years. And what I've really realized is that sometimes the rookie year isn't the big stat explosion. Kind of throw stats out that year as they're trying to find their way. So... I'm excited to watch Braden as well continue to develop into, yeah, I mean, he was a, he was an early first round pick or mid first round pick. So it'll be exciting to watch him continue to develop and, and grow as a hockey player. So thanks to everyone who texted in a reminder, you can text the show at 253-656-6618. Got another question that I want to throw out there for the next episode. So we're going to end 2023 and go into 2024. This is actually our final episode that will be released in 2023. We'll have one come out the third day. Uh, Normally episodes come out Tuesday. Our first episode of 2024 will come out Wednesday, January 4th because of the holiday. I believe it's Wednesday, January 4th, right? Wednesday, January 3rd, excuse me. Because of the holiday, we won't release on the Tuesday uh, on the 2nd. We'll release it on the 3rd. So Wednesday, January 3rd, first episode of 2024 coming out. But that one, I want to do one final cap on the year that was 2023. Uh, We're going to do a countdown of some of the greatest moments from 2023. But love to hear from you, the fans. What was your favorite moment, favorite memory, the thing that you will take away years years and years down the road and remember 2023 from seattle thunderbirds hockey what was what was something big that stood out to you this year i know there's the big one we won the whl title went to the memorial cup but do you have a game that stands out do you have a memory and experience at the arena something that really stood out to you this year so again you can text the show at 253-656-6618 want to throw it out there as well you want to leave me a voicemail Totally on board for that. You can call and leave a voicemail there, but we just love to hear some of the, the awesome experiences that we had, uh both as fans, but as collectively as a team and a, and a passionate organization for Thunderbirds hockey and, and the year that was 2023. So we'll be talking about that in our next episode. Well, let's jump in. We've got a busy episode here. Uh We're going to break down some of the games from the past two weeks. t closed out the first half of the regular season. With seven games, a couple at home, several more on the road, and with that context, I want to just look at the entire first part of the season here. Zebras have played twenty-nine games, so we've got still a nice chunk of games to to finish out the the season here, going into January, February, and March. But I want to look at what's gone on here in the first half of the season. What Assumptions did we make coming in the season that have come true? What things maybe haven't come true? What things are maybe different? Expectations. We'll look at the Western Conference standings. Where do the T Birds sit after these 29 games? Who are they battling things out with? What's to come? We've got some big games here coming up in January. Early on in January, there'll be some big games. So we'll talk about all of that. We'll look ahead to some, some big upcoming games as well. T-Birds made a big announcement this week and we'll, we'll share some more information about that. And then somebody who we got a request in our upcoming interview series. Who did we want to talk to next? I had a chance to sit down with Luca Hoff, number 85. Brand new T-Birds this year. T-Bird this year was acquired in the offseason from the Edmonton Oil Kings. So we'll get to talk with Luca here, really excited, uh, really cool guy to get to talk with. So you'll hear a little bit more from him later, and then we'll wrap up another episode here of Let's Fly. So with that being said, let's jump into our game recaps. So going back two weeks now, T-Birds played two weeks from today, two weeks ago from today, Tuesday, December 5th. At home, taking on the Victoria Royals, two-for-Tuesday action, as was the case in a number of games this past two weeks. Seattle outshot their opponent in every single period. They led the way in chances, but it was the opponent that was able to capitalize on the chances. Royals with four straight goals, two in the first, one in the second, one in the third, Seattle would score three in the third period and two in the final four minutes, but they're unable to come back from the early hole they find themselves in, and they fall by a final score of 5-4. to What I think was impressive about this was we started to see the rise of Seattle really struggled on the power play to start this season, but they have made some big strides in moving forward four power play goals in this game. All four of Seattle's goals were scored on the man advantage. They have not in these in these past 7 games, nine power play goals in the 7 games. They currently have a 23.3% success rate on the man advantage this season. That is 7th in the WHL. At one point they were near the bottom. They now find themselves inside the top 10. And they're one of the few teams in the league That is in the top 10 in both power play and on the penalty kill. They're eighth in the WHL. They kill off 80% of all penalty, um, uh, all uh, five on four situations they find themselves in. So not the result, not uh, not the result that Seattle was looking for, but some good things starting to come again, giving up four straight goals going to be tough to come back from that at any point no matter whether you were leading if they were leading four nothing and Victoria scores four straight still would have been a tough situation to be in to feel like you gave up the lead that you had but to find yourselves in a hole to come back three in the third seattle has has found times where they could score in the third period and been successful in those late goals too much to come back from here seattle drop another game at home So then they turn their attention Friday, December 8th at home, taking on the Tri-City Americans. And for 59 minutes, this was all Tri-City. Americans score one goal in the first, one goal in the second, and two in the third to jump out to a 4-0 lead. Lucas Matecha almost holds the Thunderbirds scoreless for the second straight meeting between these two teams. But it was Luka Hoff who's able to find a goal in the fourth period. A little too late. Scores with just over 30 seconds remaining to make it 4-1. Too little too late for the the Thunderbirds to try and mount a comeback. Seattle drops their second straight game at home. And on the three-game short home series versus Kelowna, Victoria, and Tri-City in this stretch, They go one and two. And then they head out on the road, a pair of games. The next two games on the road, Saturday, December 9th, taking on the Portland Winterhawks. Um, And I'm I'm not going to spend very much time on this one. 34 shots on goal by the Winterhawks in the first two periods. Portland scores the first four goals of the game, and the final three goals of the game. They go on to win seven to two. Sawyer Minio and Luca Hoff, who scores in his second straight game, add goals early in the third period, but once again, not enough for Seattle. T-Birds lose their third straight with the seven-two loss on the road to the Winter Hawks. So after that stretch, go into the next week. Game Wednesday, December 13th at visiting the Spokane Chiefs and then coming home, taking on the Vancouver Giants. I'm going to skip past these because I want to talk about these games together. I'm going to jump ahead, and unfortunately that means I jump ahead to another game where the T-Birds gave up seven goals. Saturday, this past Saturday, December 16th, on the road in Everett. The score was 1 1 seven minutes into this game. Seattle had, had, they were in this game very early on. They give up the first goal, but then Sam Popovich scores, answers two minutes later in the first period. So, seven minutes in, it's 1 1. And by the end of the first period, it is 5 1 Everett. It, it got out of hand very quickly. Everett scores four goals in 7 minutes in the final in the in the second half of the first period. And the again another hole, another tough situation to dig yourself out of 5-1 after the first period. That's a tough locker room to be in after 20 minutes with 40 still to play. And Seattle still had their chances. I mentioned earlier for the multiple times that this took place over the past 2 weeks. T-Birds outshoot Everett in this game and outshoot the Silver Tips in each period. 19-15 in the first, 17-14 in the second, 8-6 in the third. But those 44 shots on goal just one goal. Everett goalie Tyler Palmer 43 saves on 44 shots. And after a, an impressive performance on the power play, twice in the past week seattle goes 0 for 3 on the man advantage in this one fall 7 to 1 versus the everett silver tips not a great start to the season for the thunderbirds against their rivals to the north everett won both matchups at this point on the road seattle did pick up the 4-1 win at home The the home team has won every matchup so far this season. Everett winning earlier in November, 4-1 on the road, and then Seattle winning 4-1 at home the following evening before Everett picking up the 7-1 win this past Saturday. And then we go into the final game before the holiday break. T-Birds on the road Sunday, December 17th, taking on the Vancouver Giants. They were in this one. Vancouver scores... Twice in the first ten minutes of the game, stays even all the way through. Antonio Martirana scores in the second, and Seattle down just a goal, but unable to find the final pass in the second half of the of the second period, and all the way through the third period, Vancouver gets the empty net with thirty seconds, thirty four seconds remaining in the third period, and Seattle. After picking up a win, middle of last week, they dropped three straight again to close out and go into the holiday break. So, those were the tough games. Let's talk about some of the good performances that we saw. We're going to go back to middle of last week. Wednesday, December 13th, on the road, taking on the Spokane Chiefs. A lot of good offensive performances in this game. And that's one of the few times in the last almost month that we you can make that claim. Sam Popovich, two goals. Sawyer Minio adds a pair as well. Grayson Souchin, three points. Another four power play goals in a game. That's twice in eight days that Seattle scored four power play goals. Did it against Victoria, did it here against Spokane. And Seattle would go on to win this one, five to three on the road, the first road win for the Thunderbirds since October 25th, when they won five to two on the road versus the versus Red Deer. It's part of the Eastern Conference swing that they did earlier in the season. So again, going back at this point, T-Birds had lost three straight. They end the three game losing streak with a win on the road in Spokane. And then that Friday night, come back home Friday, December 15th to take on the Vancouver giants. This was an exciting game. My, my heart was in my throat for most of this game. And as a, as a public address announcer, that's a very difficult place to be in for 60 minutes of hockey. But I, I, was jumping out of my chair about every every five ten minutes or so, and uh, throughout this game, watching it back and forth. Seattle takes the early lead after a scoreless first period. Take an early lead in, in the early in the second period, off the stick of Antonio Martorana Marty. Couple of goals this past week. We'll talk more about that here in a second, and then Vancouver answers a few moments later. Four minutes later, to be exact, tied 1-1, and this would stay tied 1-1 all the way through the remaining second period and the third period. We'd go to the overtime period where Seattle has only played in two other overtime games this season, a 3-2 win at uh, on the road earlier in the season versus Calgary, and a 3-2 loss in overtime. Earlier in the season on Patrick Marlowe Jersey Retirement Night. So, how did this one fare? It ultimately would be Vancouver to find the goal. Almost three minutes into the overtime period, T Birds fall 2 1 in overtime at home versus Vancouver. And so, ultimately, where does that put Seattle after the final seven games here to close out the first half of the season? It was a rough stretch, and I want to transition a little bit here out of our, our game recaps into kind of main topic I want to talk about for this episode, the, the halfway point. Where are things at? Where have things been? So final 10 games going into the holiday break here. Seattle goes 2-7-1. and one. It's one of the worst records in the Western conference and in the WHL in that stretch. And the argument can be made that this is the roughish 10 game stretch. This team has seen in the past two years, the championship team last year, the team that made the W or the, the championship the year before that team had a couple of rough stretches, but for the most part, eight losses, seven in regulation over 10 games, that's a pretty rough stretch for any team and and this one is no exception. And we had to know in some stretch that this might be coming. In fact, we talked about it. You go back and listen to the first couple episodes of our, of our show this season. When this team won the, s- the seven of its first eight games, we knew this was a possibility. We knew there were going to be some tougher matchups that that might not be sustainable. I'll 100% disassociate myself with the team at this point. What Coach Odette, what the players, the guys that I got to talk to early in the season, what they all thought, they 100% did that. They came out and they won their first seven of their first eight games, and that was what they believed that they knew they could do while everyone was really counting them out after a championship year where they were going to be in retool mode but we also knew that it was and, and we knew that it was a possibility that that was not going to be sustainable and i'm not talking about what they thought they 100% thought that they could continue to win and continue to be successful i think that there was maybe some apprehension by a lot of us to say is is this really sustainable they had a tough loss against portland and outside of that they won every every other game to begin the season They've got wins against some teams that are now performing really well and are at the top of of standings, but I think it goes a little bit further than that. So what is two seven and one in their last ten games? There's a there's a tough pill to swallow in all of this, and that's in the last ten games. You've got two losses versus Vancouver, one loss versus Kelowna, one loss versus Tri City. All of those teams are going to be teams based on where the standings are right now that you're going to be fighting for one of the final playoff spots. The final few playoff spots, it could come down to three teams, four teams fighting for two spots. Vancouver, Kelowna, Tri-City, they're all in the spots that you're going to look to get into. So that was your opportunity against teams that you were trying to match up against and unfortunately, you come out on the other ends. Now, they've got wins against Kelowna. Haven't been able to beat Vancouver. Haven't been able to beat Tri-City. And those are the teams that you're going to be fighting for in those playoff spots. So before we get into talking about the standings, there's one other thing that I want to point out in this. And there was a big thing that stood out to me. If I go back and look at the early part of the season, I'm going to give you some score lines here. 4-2 Seattle win over Spokane. 4 2 Seattle win over Wenatchee. 6 4 Seattle win over Brandon. 6 2 Seattle win over Edmonton. 5 2 Seattle win over Red Deer. 3 2 win over Calgary. 4 6 loss to Swift Current. 5 4 win over Victoria. Those were from the first about month, month and a half. There, there's, a, there, there's a decent amount of goals being scored there in those games. Now let me read to you what's kind of gone on the last 10 games, last month. 3-1 loss to Vancouver. 7-1 loss to Everett. 2-1 loss to Vancouver. 7-2 loss to Portland. 4-1 loss to Try, 4-2 loss to Kelowna. 3-1 loss to Saskatoon. loss to Tri-City. Going back the last month, the past 12 games, nine of Seattle's games, they have scored two goals or fewer. And this is showing up. This is not just a, uh, well, okay, they they can't score goals, so they're not winning games. Yeah, that's part of it. But it's starting to like differentiate and become like a problem that wasn't a problem earlier in the season. And again, matchups aside, you know, they, they beat Wenatchee four two. Wenatchee's one of the top teams right now in the Western Conference. They scored six versus Brandit. They scored four versus Spokane, six against Edmonton, five against Red Deer. There there are some matchups there, but four they scored four against Swift Current. They scored five against Victoria. The, the matchups play a role in this. Absolutely. But at this point of the season, that they're, you're starting to see teams separate themselves and, and find what makes them unique. We talked about one of those things. Seattle happens to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference when it comes to, uh, the special teams, power play, penalty kill. What they're unfortunately not known for right now is scoring goals. They've got 78 on the season, total goals. It's the fewest in the Western Conference at the halfway point. They've played fewer games than a lot of other teams. I'll 100% give them that. But it's it's substantially less than a number of other teams. And they've had some injuries and some some missing players. Grayson Sauchin, who is just an absolute menace. If you watch him out there, the, the way he flies around and, and handles the puck is just incredible in the offensive zone. They were missing Grayson Sauchin for a chunk of time. Jordan Gustafson has has missed a a, a fair amount of time. You have not had Nico Majatovic for most of the season. He played in the first four games got injured in the Brandon game. So you are missing some big offensive players. And who's leading your team right now? With 12 goals it's Rookie Antonio Martirana, and I'm, I'm going to read some stats here that I, I wanted to pull because I I started asking myself this question. When has this team had a rookie that finished the season leading all leading being the leading goal scorer? And I went back 15 years. There was one season where a rookie led the T-Birds in scoring. Outside of that, last 15 years hasn't happened. 2022 leading goal scorer, or leading rookie goal scorer, Grayson Souchin with 18 goals. Just take these, take these in for a second. Antonio Martirana, 12 goals, 29 games in. Think about where that puts him. 68 after 68 games. He's on, he's on pace for 28. At this rate through 68 games. 28 goals. Let me read you the list of other players' top goal scorer rookies from the past 15 years 2022, Grayson Souchin, 18 goals. 2021, Reed Schaefer, 32 goals. 2019, Connor Roulette, 19 goals. 2018, Simon Kubicek, 9 goals. 2017, Dylan Hamilick, 15 goals. 2016, Sami Moilanen. 21 goals, 2015, Matthew Wedman, six goals, 2014, Nolan Vulcan, nine goals, 2013, Ryan Gropp, 18 goals, 2012. This was the one time that it's happened. 2012, Robert Lipsburg's Roberts Lipsburg's 30 goals, 2011, Brandon Truk, 14 goals, 2010, Marcel Nobles, 28 goals. 09, Colin Jacobs, 13 goals. 08, Jonathan Parker, 17 goals. 07, Jim O'Brien, 21 goals. So there's only been one time in the past 15 years where a Seattle Thunderbirds rookie has led the team in goal scoring. Antonio Martirana is on pace to do that right now with 28 goals. 28 goals would also put him Tied for third most on this list behind Reed Schaefer, behind Roberts Lipsburg's, and tied with Marcel Nobles. So he's he's having a great season. This is not a slight on Antonio Martyrana. I am excited to watch Antonio Martirana. But any other of these seasons, the reason that you don't see a high goal score is because Seattle have had other players who are contributing and it, Impacting the goal-scoring totals. Twenty twenty-two, Grayson Souch and eighteen goals. You think about the mass amount of goals that were scored across the board by other team members, and you think that at twenty-eight goals, Antonio Martirana is on track to lead the team in goal-scoring when Grayson, ten goals fewer last year, did not. It's it, it's it's going to be pretty jarring, and I again. not a slight on Antonio. I'm so excited to watch Antonio. And not a slight on any player on this team. You look at the performances here over this second half of the first half. I don't think that we will continue to see that. I think this team has the opportunity to get better, to play better. Guys are just starting to scratch the surface. I mentioned this earlier. Braden Coots. Braden Coots is going to turn it on at some point, And he's going to go on a stretch where he scores 10 goals in 12 games. You've got other players who are, who are playing big roles in this. I, I mentioned Luca Hoff has started contributing at a high level, scored twice this past week. Jeremy Hansel, your, your third highest goal scorer on the team is the, is your, is your top blue line pairing or one of your top blue liners. Eric Allery, Sam Popovich, Sawyer Minio, another one of your top defensemen. Grayson Sauchin. Again, Grayson's only played 17 games at this point, but he's scored six goals in 17 games. He's chipping in on the assists. He's slowly working his way. He's going to be the top assists. He's only five back of Jeremy with 10 games, 10 fewer games played. Kaston Matthews, another rookie. He's got five goals. Simon Loveson, we were talking about him earlier. He's got three goals. Braden, four goals. There there are going to be opportunities for this team to score more goals. It hasn't come yet. How they're playing on the power play is going to help. And the, and the improvement there is, is going to play a big role in it. But there's a trend line you can see here. Nine games where you've scored two goals or less and you go two, seven, and one in the final 10, that's going to be a contributing factor. So we'll see what happens here. Taking a look at the Western Conference standings quickly here. Seattle is currently in ninth. 12, 15, two, and zero on the season for 26 points. They have game in hand. games in hand pretty much on everyone but but it especially comes into play in those 6 7 and 8 spots at the top of the conference currently you've got Prince George the only team in the western conference with single digit regulation losses at 24 90 zero, and 0 48 points and i mentioned earlier that Seattle being in in few company and and relatively rare company a top in the top 10 in both penalty kill, and power play. Prince George is number one in both. So they look really good here early in the season, and Seattle's going to have to have a nice stretch of games against Prince George here in the second half of the season. After winning just three of their first 10 games, including two losses to Seattle, Wenatchee bounced back in November and December. They are second, 21-11-3 with 45 points. You've got three teams that are all kind of hovering at that three, four, five place, and actually not that far behind Wenatchee in second either. But Everett at forty-five points, and then Portland and Victoria both at forty-two sit in those third, fourth, and fifth places. And then there's a bit of a drop off, a bit of a of a crater here, where you drop down to thirty-two points in sixth and seventh place. That's where Tri-City and Kelowna both are. And then four points back of both of them is Vancouver in the eighth and final spot at 28 points. Seattle, only two points back of Vancouver. They've got points at hand. Fewer games played than Tri-City, Kelowna, and Vancouver. And then below Seattle, Spokane at 25 points. Seattle's a couple of big wins this season against Spokane. And then rounding out the West is Kamloops at 21 points. Another team that is going to go through some of those cycle pains, similar that the, the T-Birds are having right now. And, and make no mistake, Seattle has outplayed expectations. If you had told people that they'd be 12, 15, 2, and 26 points and not be at the bottom, despite what they've lost year over year, I like think most of us would have been we're not happy about it but hey it's not it's not last and you're you're right there in the playoff hunt with plenty of games still to play that matter. So what's still to come down the stretch here Seattle will have to play 21 more games against the top 4 teams in the Western Conference. It's a good thing that the weather around here sucks because it's going to be a, it's no picnic. Picnic season is over, folks. Eight games versus Portland, five games versus Everett, four games versus Wenatchee, four games versus Prince George. It's going to be quite the gauntlet here to close out the 2023-2024 season. And they're going to get some opportunities to play some easier games too. Still got a couple more games against Tri-City. Or, uh, excuse me, Spokane. Tri-City, couple of tough matchups there. Haven't played Kamloops at all. Bottom team in the Western Conference, and Seattle still has four more to go against them. So, there's a a mix out there. But, yeah. Put the picnic baskets away, because this second half of the season is going to be quite the fight. And yet, what I love about this, and all of the conversations I've had, talking with Antonio last week, conversations with Captain Jordan Gustafson and and Sam Popovich and um, all the guys that have joined the podcast up until this point, Braden Coots, they all believe, they all know that they can they can go out there and, and win games and, and still be competitive. And they're going to learn through the, the hard times. And, you know, how many of these kids grew up as and they're one of the, I think it was Antonio mentioned this in his interview last week, but, you know, guys, the best kid in their, in their town and they're, where they grew up and they're on their team in their league. And now you come in and you're, you kind of get exposed to that, that tough situation for the, maybe the first time in playing hockey. But it's a great time to learn. A lot of learning opportunities coming up here. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've been really like Debbie Downer here for the last 20 minutes. And if you're listening and you're just like, well, Tyler, this has just been the absolute worst. Thanks for, thanks for doing this podcast. I I'm sorry. You know, I, I want to be really excited. We're going to, we're going to have a fun episode next week when we get to count down the best moments of 2023. But I think we also have to be a little honest. We knew this was coming. We knew this was a possibility, but there is still a lot. I mean, the, the game against Vancouver that went to overtime. Wow. What an exciting game. We've had some exciting moments here in the 2023 season. There's going to be some fun games at the Accesso Show or Center this season that you're not going to want to miss out on. I do not believe that we will lose seven-two in the final uh, in every game versus Portland for the rest of the season. I don't believe that we will lose seven-one to Everett. Seattle's already beaten Everett once at home this season. I think they can do it again. I think they have a, a good chance to be competitive in, in a number of these games coming up. So. Get excited, but this is going to be a very interesting final half of the season and lots still to be determined out there. And we saw Wenatchee early this season. They didn't look great and they went on a run. I believe this, this team ha- can go on a run, has the pieces. They're going to get some guys healthy and we'll see what what, what happens. So, all right, let's transition and Talk about one of those guys who's going to play a role the rest of the season. One of the top goal scorers for the team this year. I got a chance to sit down and talk with T Birds winger number 85, Luca Hoff, the Krefeld, Germany native. He was an import draft pick by the Edmonton Oil Kings back in 2022. He was traded this offseason to Seattle, and he's already been one of the top contributors to this team and he's just a really all around fun guy to talk with too i'm so excited you get to listen to this interview now because it was it was a lot of fun for me to get to talk to him and get to know him a little bit better but here he is number 85 left wing luca hoff take a listen Alrighty, hey, we are back with another player interview. Excited to be talking with uh, T-Birds number eighty-five, Luca Hoff today. Luca, how's it going, my man? Everything's well. How about you? I'm doing good. You guys uh, just wrapped up another uh, another day of practice here. Long week of practice, getting uh, getting psyched up for a couple of big games this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had we had a we had a long week uh, of practice. Uh, we could work on some things in in more detail. Also. Uh, get the intensity up a bit and uh yeah now it's uh, full focus on the teddy bear game to- teddy bear toss game.
0: It's gonna be a big one. Do you guys have uh you guys have bet this'll work this'll release after the teddy bear toss game, but you oh. guys got any bets or so, any uh, any any idea who who's who's talking the big uh who's the big talker right now about who's gonna score the teddy bear goal?
1: Um I don't know. Not everyone's saying 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 different different names. Uh, I personally think uh, Pop's gonna gets to get the goal, Sam Popovich. So yeah, we'll we'll see
0: about that. Well, it'll be it'll be a fun one for sure. So you've been one of the biggest probably requests for for us to have on the podcast as a new really? T Bird <laughs> this year. So excited that we get a chance to talk here. Uh, I I think people out there would just love to know like a little bit about yourself and, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe if if you were to describe yourself in like, if I said you have 20 seconds, tell everybody everywhere about Luca Hoff, what would you say?
1: Uh, oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I think I'm a loud person to be honest. <laughs> um, I try to be, I try to be like a, a funny guy, bring positive energy and yeah, I try to, try to be open to everyone. Try to be, um yeah have good relationships with everyone i think yeah
0: okay i i love that that's a great that's a great way to describe yourself Uh, so uh, born raised in krefeld germany yep krefeld germany uh you you joined uh edmonton and then traded to Seattle this offseason. You've now got about a year, year and a half under your belt playing here in the States. How, how have you felt like the transition has gone for you, playing playing home in in your home country of Germany and then coming <clears> over <throat> to the States to play for the last year and a half?
1: Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big difference. The game is uh, totally different just because... Um, the ice is so much sm- smaller, so that makes the game just uh, much faster and uh, also more physical. you don't have as much space as on the big ice uh, in Germany. Um, and yeah, in general, I think um, here it's like really professional. We got a really good coaching staff and especially in this league, I played I played pro before and I feel like here it's, a, it's also more about developing the players uh in pro i felt like it was just about the outcome of i mean of course here it's about the outcome as well but also you want to develop the players while do while having um good outcomes so um yeah i think that's a big difference
0: okay uh do you remember where you were at or, or what was going on when you found out you were you were traded to seattle this this off season? what was uh Kind of what was the process there about finding that out and knowing, man? I get to get, I get to go play on the team that just won the title. I mean, that's a that's yeah. a probably exciting thing to take place. That was yeah, that was an months. exciting
1: moment. Yeah, um, it was actually uh, I was playing inline hockey at that moment, and I had just finished uh, finished practice, and then uh, I went up to the locker room, looked at my phone, and then all of a sudden I see I, I'm traded. So um, yeah, I was pretty excited. I could tell all my friends right away. So uh, yeah, that was an exciting moment for sure. Yeah.
0: So what would you say? You know, you 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 get traded. You come to Seattle. Uh, you've been scoring some goals. Uh, get contributing to this team, both on the team level, but also on the personal development level. Like, what was your focus coming into this season?
1: Um, on the team level, I think. We have a really good team this year, and I think teams um, underestimate us a bit, uh, especially in, uh, before the season started. I think we can be a really good team, and I think we can um, we can go far in the playoffs if we if we play if we keep playing our game. And um, so, yeah, my, my my expectation was to go as far as possible into the um, into the year and um, play play a lot of playoff games. Right, um, and personally for me, it was just. Um, become I I want to become a player who makes a who, make, who, who can make a difference so I I want to contribute to the team um and I want to I want to just yeah be the best player possible and like help my team um by by any means uh, they need it, you know anyways they, they need it and yeah
0: that's awesome you and I got to talk after the the Brandon Wheat Kings game where you guys scored Three goals in the final uh, final minute. How is how is the team kind of transitioned from that game? You guys have had some up moments, some down moments. Like you said, a lot of people underestimating you in different games. And uh, you gave Saskatoon quite a ride uh, last week or last week, almost pulling out the win there against one of the top teams in the East. Is there just like a mentality for you guys right now because you got that game? And you got that big comeback win early in the season that, Hey, it doesn't matter if we give up three in the first, obviously you don't want to give up three goals in the mm. first period or give up those quick goals, but you're, you're never really out of a game.
1: No. Yeah, that's right. I think that showed just, well, what's possible, right? If you, if you keep, keep believing in in yourself and that that you can do it as a team i think um yeah that was that's what makes it different and i think that brandon game that showed it uh, for sure yeah
0: so looking beyond the the t-birds obviously you guys got a lot of big games coming up mm-hmm. um you were on the the Germany World Juniors team last year. Got to represent your country. Uh, just one, a handful of one a handful of one of the nineteen year olds that was on that team. What was the opportunity like for you to to get to go and play at the World Juniors last year?
1: Oh yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, it was so much fun. Um, just seeing all the guys and then Team Canada, how stacked they were. It was uh, it was it was definitely a great experience and. Um, also Halifax, like the city playing there was really nice. We, we, we always had a sold out crowd. Like, I think every game or nearly every game was sold out. And it was sold out. So that was nice because I played the World Juniors before that year in Edmonton as well when, when they did it in the summer played it as well and we had no fans so it was good to finally have fans and like sold out crowds and like see the excitement of the people and for example like um we played i don't know we i think we played sweden um in our first game and we had to go uh walk back to our hotel through downtown and like so many people approached us wanted pictures so that's i wasn't used to that because i like as i said no no fans before with with covid and everything so it was a great experience for sure
0: and we'll be releasing this episode like while we're on the doorstep of the the 2024 world juniors any any excitement or any thoughts feelings heading into uh into into this next year's tournament and and expectations for you now is the kind of one of the elder statesmen for for your country
1: um yeah i'm 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 really i'm so excited for for that tournament i think uh, we got a really good team with Germany. Everyone like kind of counts us out and think we're maybe going down a division, but I think we have a good team and we can surprise a lot of people. And yeah, for me, I just want to be a leader, um, and it's it's just about winning. You you play for your country. There there's nothing there's nothing but but winning and uh, trying to make your people back home try to make them proud. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're you're playing in the midst of a bunch of team Canada guys over the last couple of years yeah. I mean Seattle had a stacked team Canada group that went to and represented for team Canada so I imagine there's a little bit of the the country rivalry that comes into play this time of year as well
1: yeah yeah of course and I and I hope um, uh, that some of our guys maybe make the team Canada um, that would be that would be super nice to like play against them actually in, in the world juniors so yeah we're going to see about that.
0: Super exciting. Hey, speaking of Germany, by the way, it it reminded me as we were were talking about you representing your country Mm -hmm. that when we first started our podcast, like US was like the number one place the podcast was listened to. Uh, Canada was number two, and then Germany was number three. And it probably took me a couple of weeks to figure it out. I was like, oh, we got some. We must have some Luka Hoff fans uh, out there listening from back home uh, about how the yeah, team's crazy. doing." So, yeah, it's that's super crazy. fun there. <laughs> hey, so as we as we kind of transition here and and uh, wrap this up, I want to do two things. First thing is mm-hmm. you, you mentioned kind of the the person that you are uh, that the you like to have fun and you like to get people engaged so when you're not on the ice i'm assuming the personality the same way off off the ice as it is on the ice but how do you like to spend your time when you're away from the rink away from the ice um outside of games and practice days like what you know going home what do you like to do to pass the time
1: um honestly like um i'm a big I'm a big family guy. Um, here, I like I just hang out with my with my billet family. We got like two dogs. I play with them, so that's fun. We we also like go to the mall with the with all the boys from the team. Do do stuff outside the ring just to you know like get get used to each other. Like hang out, spend some time, have have some fun. Um, and I also I love my video games. I play with my ba- with my friends back home a lot. So, um, so that I don't lose contact to them. And, uh, yeah.
0: So do you, do you have to do like you're jumping on in the morning while they're at the the (laughs) evening or, or they're (laughs) waking up early? Yeah. 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 I
1: can only play on like when we have, when we have an off day. And we don't have to come to the ring. So then I like hop on at like eleven in the morning, and it's like <laughs> it's like uh, 8, eight p.m. Uh, at their time. So that's that's a, that's the only way we can play. Yeah.
0: Are you guys sports games? Are you Fortnite? Um,
1: I Warzone? I play everything you play mostly, everything? but right now it's Fortnite. The okay. Fortnite hype is back right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right, very cool. Uh, well, hey, I want to I want to finish. With with one final question, you've mm-hmm. transitioned into a team that is made up. I mean, there's a ton of rookies that are performing right now. Uh, you've got guys like Eric who weren't part of the team last year. Um, you've got uh, other players who've come in and made an impact. How, for you, joining this team as somebody who, who wasn't a part of the the championship team last year, how do you feel like you've been able to transition in and and – continue to be a leader as a newer player on this team, but as somebody who has experience in the league and can impart that to some of the rookies and young players, um, a part of the group.
1: Yeah. I think first of all, they made it like the coaching staff, the organization in general, they made it really easy for me to come in here and like just be myself. And I, I think that's the best way to lead. I think, um, go by example, be yourself and um, you know, try to get the young guys engaged. We got so many young guys, so I think that's really important that the young guys feel welcome, and then that they feel really like confident in themselves and themselves, so that they can like when they're themselves, they're they're the best hockey players possible. That's what I think, and that's not just on the ice; it's off the ice. Uh, there's there's a big part, right? So yeah, I try to get everybody engaged and just um, lead by example by just being me, being positive, and yeah.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. I'd love to hear that and love, love seeing you step up this year and be a contributor and be a leader for this team and, and all of the exciting, you know, the exciting direction that the franchise is heading. I know you're having a big part of it on the ice uh, and off the ice this season. So, all right, I want to end with this. Everybody asks about goal songs. And as I understand, yes. we are like in the process of getting yours queued up. We had a song. We realized because of just the nature of how the song is and some of the language, yeah. we couldn't use that. So then you you requested like a a German song, I believe. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay, t- tell everybody what yes. the name of that song is. And
1: I I requested like three songs. Like oh, okay. I don't I I, I like. I let I let them pick the best one like because sometimes there was like language was just like questionable, yes. so I let them pick, so I don't know what's what it's gonna be okay, wait,
0: hang on, I'm gonna look it up because I have it on my phone here and i've I've added okay, yeah, in good. the arena we've added pretty much everyone at this point, and I think you're the last one because I didn't even know <laughs> what to type in to to YouTube and looking this uh-huh. okay, I'm gonna butcher this, but it's is it. Reeb, die, huddle, ab. Did I like Reed, t- what? read what? R E I B. Oh, we're ab. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know what
1: you're yeah, I, about. I see. I did
0: butcher <laughs> that. So, okay. Uh-huh. Is that, is that, that's the one we want to queue up for you. Right. Yeah, I hope that. Okay. Yeah. I, I want that. Yeah. Okay. We're going to make that happen. And hopefully we that's get, really hopefully, I got... hopefully we get to play it after the teddy bear goal this weekend. And if I not, so, maybe yeah. we get to play it a Story, couple more times. Yeah.
1: yeah. So many people ask me about my goal song and when it's finally coming.
0: <laughs> it, all right, we're we're uh, it's it's going to happen, and hopefully by the time this podcast or this episode is released, uh, we got the new goal song for you. So, I love it. Uh, yeah, uh, Luca, <laughs> so great to get to talk with you, and and uh, really excited about uh, the direction again of the franchise and, and that you're a part of the team this year. And uh, looking forward to seeing yeah. lots of goals, lots of sellies, and lots of big moments for you and the the T-Birds rest of the season.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Awesome, very cool. Thank you, Luca. Thank you. So there he is, Luca Hoff. At this point, he is off, heading to World Juniors representing Team Germany. Um, missed out on on the weekend games here, but best of luck to Luca and and his team at the tournament this year. And can't already can't wait to have him back in a Seattle uniform here just a couple of weeks but uh really cool to get to talk with him and and still work in progress on that goal song because it took me about 10 minutes to look and try and decipher what was written on the piece of paper of what his requested goal song was because it was in german so we're we're working on that there but really cool thanks again to luca for joining me and and giving us a little insight into his life and who he is and what makes him unique so All right, let's talk about what's coming up for the T-Birds. So Seattle out on the holiday break right now, along with the rest of the league, but they'll come back. A couple of home games here. I I mentioned it a little while ago. You're going to have to play Portland. You're going to have to play Everett. And why not just start things off right away? A couple of matchups. First weekend back on the road in Portland. Portland. And then at home Saturday, December 30th, taking on the Everett Silvertips. again, the Seattle Everett series, Se- Seattle Everett series, this season, the home team has won each of the three matches matchups so far. So bodes well for Seattle going into Saturday, December 30th, the final home game of the 2023 year. Before the T-Birds return home then Friday, January 5th to take on the Prince George Cougars, the first matchup of the year between Seattle and Prince George. Going to be a tough one. We're going to need you there. Being loud. Being rowdy. And if if all of that, if the hockey isn't enough to bring you out, maybe a little friend will. It is mini bobblehead giveaway number two. I, at this point, do not know. They don't tell me these things ahead of time because they know that I, I can't keep the secrets very well. I do not know who the mini bobblehead is, but uh, I've I've got my, uh, sitting on my shelf behind me, little Thomas Millick. And uh, yeah, so come out and uh, get your next bobblehead. We don't do these very often. I only have two T-Birds bobbleheads and I've been with the team for eight years now. And one I already got earlier this season. The only other one I have is um, Matthew Barzell from six, seven years ago. So come out, uh, grab your bobblehead, join us for a great night of hockey, Friday, January 5th, seven o'clock puck drop there. And then following weekend, T-Birds taking on the Portland Winterhawks, Friday, January 12th, another Friday night at the show, taking on Portland so, man, January 5th versus Prince George, number one team of the Western Conference. January 12th versus the Portland Winterhawks, number three team in the Western Conference, or no, number four team. Saturday, December 30th versus the Everett Silvertips, number three team. You talk about the gauntlet coming right out of the break into it, but some exciting games ahead at the Accesso Shower Center. Reminder, tickets always online at seattlethunderbirds.com. These games all coming up at the Excesso Shower Center, but just announced this weekend, the next game that will not take place at the Excesso Shower Center, the third annual Battle of the Sound game. Seattle Thunderbirds heading back to where it all started under, or not where it all started, but uh, back home under the roof in Seattle, heading to Climate Pledge Arena, Sunday, March 17th to take on the Portland winter Hawks. You want to talk about what will be an exciting night of hockey in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle versus Portland at climate pledge arena. It's going to be awesome. Last couple of years have been just amazing. The, the first one versus Everett there was just electric last year, despite losing our entire audio system. We made it work, and it was it was it was a blast taking on Spokane. So this year, Sunday, March seventeenth, yes, that is St. Patrick's Day. Should be some fun St. Patrick's stuff going on, taking on the Portland Winterhawks at Climate Pledge Arena, third annual Battle of the Sound. Tickets go on sale this coming Wednesday, December twentieth. Get them online if you head to SeattleThunderbirds.com. There'll be a link for you to get them through Ticketmaster to buy them for the game at climate pledge here coming up in March of 2024. You won't want to miss out on that, but again, always Seattle for tickets, schedules, everything upcoming on the T-Birds schedule. All right, let's wrap this baby up. Another episode in the books. Before we go, I want to put this out there. First off, I want to wish you from my family to yours, A very Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful time celebrating however you celebrate. Whether you celebrate Christmas, whether you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, want to wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season celebrating. Hope you get some great time at home, opening gifts, enjoying great food, all of that great stuff. All right. Well, thanks again to everyone who listened to this episode, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure to subscribe, hit that like, Turn on the alert button so that, you know, when new episodes are released, we've got an exciting one coming up here. We're counting down the 2023 year, the biggest moments in Seattle Thunderbirds hockey from the past year. If you are listening along and you want to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you text in, share your biggest moments from this past year, 253-656-6618. Text or call in to the show, but that'll do it for us. Again, a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours. We'll see you back at the show real soon. For now, keep flying, T-Birds fans.